Welcome to another episode of Modern Black Man Podcast. This week, I am joined with a panel of co-hosts. While they assemble, I'm going to talk about our topic this week. I wanted to talk about something that I think many of us can relate to, um, something that is just a part of everyday life, but it is definitely encompassing our morals. We're going to talk about promiscuity. I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Tracy, Um, just with introductions. uh, Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Gabrielle. Hey there. Thank you for joining us. And I'm also here with, uh, you know, the the usual crew, my brother and my sister. Man, shout it out. Everybody, shout it out. What's up, y'all? Hey, uh, y'all. Absolutely. Um, we are going to talk about promiscuity. Um, what's the first things that come to your mind when you think promiscuity? Uh, the current culture we're in, where everybody's in a situation with no real relationship. Internet dating. Mm. Yeah, just being out there, like extra out there. The hookup culture. It's real. I mean, it's such a real thing. I'm excited to do this show because I have some experiences um, that I want to talk about. So you think it's you think it's internet culture, uh, hookup <laughs> culture, um, just like the hyper disposable culture of dating. Yeah, I mean that's funny that you say you have some experiences because I'm not about to tell my business. But I mean, it's not about telling business. That's, I that's definitely have thing. my opinions. Mm-hmm. About the whole thing. Well, I will say personally, as a person who does have a Tinder, you know, does go online to just meet different people and see what's out there. There is a, depending on what platform you're on, there is a sense of <clears throat> obligation to. There's fall an expectation. Into, there's an expectation to fall into this fast hookup culture and this you know less chatting more hooking up meeting up type thing yeah um so to me i mean i also think that it's also it's not all about sex i think that people date people emotionally a lot of different people and i think it's just that always thinking of someone better always thinking that you deserve this or always thinking that someone's not able to be you're not able to accept someone's whole self you'll take a piece from this that person a piece from another person exactly to get what you fully need versus communicating and being real about what you need with one person. And are I, you quoting my show? That's mm-hmm. real. I didn't know she was quoting the previous episode when I talked about Homegatron. <laughs> well, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I didn't see that one. Hey, that's what I talked about. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. I just I, I was curious. No, I, I hadn't seen that, but I do think that's kind of what it is. I feel like people feel like they could take pieces of different people to create this void or fill whatever they feel like they need um, without realizing that people are imperfect. You're never really going to get that perfect person unless you do date several people. Or you can, I guess, take an old school and through your challenges and communicate with each other and just accept people for that. 
Do you think people intentionally do that or is that like a subconscious subconscious thing? Well, that's when the hookup culture, social media and everything comes into play because it's constantly in your face. I think that it's the disposability of relationships for me. Um, as soon as, just being honest, someone starts to say no or give you more hassles than necessary, they become less attractive, right? Yeah. I don't feel like that's a recent culture, though. I feel like that's always how it's been. Like, even when you, back in the old days, when you met people more mm-hmm. organically, wherever you are, you always had the option to move on because there's always been billions of people on this planet. But let's talk but, about that point. But, um, the, but wait a minute. And I'm sorry mm-hmm. to inter- I'm sorry to interject. Mm-mm, please do. I will say internet has given people access to people, more people to where they feel that and people can create these personas online. So you are more accessible online and you are more accessible to other people where you might not even be around other people because you might not be able to be in the same uh, venue as those people. Or which is online it's all the same venue. Mm-hmm. So Tinder is Tinder. You know, right, which so. is kind of the point that I want to make is that uh, I think Gabrielle's talking about traditionally um, dating. Uh, you meet people kind of at a slower pace. Um, going back further than recent history, going to ancient history, it was proximity. You didn't meet that many people in your entire lifetime. You might have met 30 suitable mm-hmm. partners, um, you know, let's say thousands of years ago. But now we have right um now you have the internet you have social media you have dating apps you have your job you have socialization you have you know there's just so many factors and avenues to meeting someone that it's the same uh problem that americans have abundancy issues we're the only country where you can have food allergies and food can kill you it's the same thing with relationships um, there's no fidelity, loyalty, or faithfulness because they're widely available and highly disposable. Um, I think those are the ills of modern problems, right? Is uh, We just have too much. Even though back in the day, even if you did have those few choices, I feel like people were still promiscuous. Like sure, Jezebel's existed. Whoever was in your proximity. Sure, but you know what I mean? look at, look at us, uh, America. Look at America, uh, slavery. Um, people were accused and killed, but it wasn't always true. Uh, just like women that were stoned to death, uh, if you go thousands of years ago, uh, accused of infidelity through several cultures, subjugated and controlled with the jobs, burkas. But that's a different conversation, though. Sure, sure. Like, that's a consequence of, you know, being promiscuous. But I think it existed, for sure. That's why people were getting stoned and why people were, you know, being persecuted and labeled with the scarlet letter, so to speak. So So you think nothing new under the sun? You think we're just as promiscuous now as we were then? I mean, humans, there's this theory out there, right? That, like, Mm -hmm. monogamy is not natural and, like, it's, like, humans aren't built for that. Like, we're not the type of animals usually and uh, yeah i use animals because we're all creatures right we we look yeah. at how close closely we are related to other things and we look at their patterns of behavior and there are some species that literally stay with one mating partner their entire life and right. there are others that don't and there's everything in between 
and you know maybe we're on this spectrum i like i i like the idea and i want the idea of having one partner but is it actually realistic due to our human nature it's something you know what they say about that but it's always that's always existed but they say the animals creatures that have sex for pleasure um there's a common you said what now? Dolphins. Right, like dolphins, penguins. Uh, there's like only a few. But it, they, they always say that it's uh, moral depravity. Uh, because when you are a species that have sex for pleasure, it's, um, it's not about gender. Um, so promiscuity, uh, what we're talking about. Uh, I think that it goes across times, genders, uh, sexualities, ages. I think that it's always existed. But I feel that it's gotten assisted in our modern culture. I just think it's easier to fornicate now than ever. Like that's that's kind of what I how how I feel about it. And I like that you say that it's nothing new under the sun. I just want to kind of have a center point to see if it is or isn't. How do we get there? Yeah. No, I totally agree that, you know, as time evolves and our culture shifts like yeah it's definitely easier to do it and more socially acceptable and yeah there's all these movements to be you know free in who you are and like you know there's like what is it the slut walk and like all this other stuff like you could just do what you want and be who you want to be it's just honestly be responsible about it otherwise who gives a damn do what you want to do so do you think there's fairness by gender or like you said slut walk um, um no there's not necessarily always fairness no no okay no i don't mm -hmm. go ahead tracy i feel like you know it's more acceptable now more than ever but it's always been boys can do what they want to do girls you get insta shame you're doing the same thing you know a guy counterpart is doing Mm And I don't feel like it should be any shame on any part. As long as everybody's responsible and doing what they're supposed to be doing, enjoy your life. That's how I feel. Don't hurt the The promiscuity thing to me is probably so it's just accepted. Like y'all was saying before, people weren't doing it. That's not true. They just didn't have camera phones and in it. Right. They were wild. Uh-huh. If you if, if you look at some of our family trees, not including what happened during slavery, but just, you know, when everybody was free and doing their thing, it's a lot of unwed or really young grandmothers, but you don't put it together because of how they were raised. How you were raised. Over Christmas, the thing that brought it to me was over Christmas, my grandmother, we were having a real conversation. It was her and all the grandkids, and she said, by the time she was 23 years old, she had finished having kids. My grandmother has six kids. Wow, yeah. Yeah, and you know what, Tracy? I completely agree with you. And I do agree with you. But I also agree that in recent times, it technology has enabled um, kind of a new beast. And also... Speaking from the LGBTQ community, there's kind of this extra layer of promiscuity. Like in our community, 
promiscuity is like part of it. Like you're like the hookup culture. Oh, wow. And it's one of those things to where you're expected to be like, oh, it's no big deal. Like, of course I hooked up with somebody and da 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 da. And like, it's becoming to the point where before it was something that was, you could do it and like not be judged to the point to where now you almost have to do it. And there's no wow. pathway like to a meaningful relationship. There's no pathway to a meaningful relationship. You're constantly trying to get something out of someone who is pretty much only interested in hooking up and just being in this type of culture. And it's difficult to find somebody who's actually committed and who actually isn't trying to just do that, but actually trying to meet somebody meaningful and have a meaningful relationship. I completely agree with you. Just not in the LGBTQ. I mean, everywhere. Yeah. Being newly single and trying to get out here and die. I'm like, what happened to going out and eating with somebody? We can't get broke. Why no, you to- can't. Because dudes feel played when they... I because there's so many people out here willing just to hook up. Mm-hmm. If you're not on it, they'll move on to the next. Yes. And, and I have to admit that I've that myself. And I'm not sleeping with everybody. Like, um, I just I just got off of a, a, a little conversation about this. Uh, my conversion ratio, because it's a hookup culture, um, could be really strong. But I don't opt to sleep with everyone. And women are affected by the same hookup culture. Women reject men that don't want to hook up. Uh, it's me seeing the point you were just making, talking about the LGBT community, about how it's expected to hook up. Like, uh, I've literally had women tell me, like, what are you here for if, if I'm not trying to, you know, mm-hmm. um, hook up? And it's just like a, I guess, like a wake-up call. Like, uh, it made me feel like, well, I need to mature up. And I, it's morals. It's not anything but morals because we all want sex. Um, anybody that's had sex, I don't know anybody that's been like, oh, God, I'm never doing that again. Right? Like, it's not like, unless you get burnt, like, it's not like drinking. Uh, where you just regret it the next day or from a hangover? Um, or am I missing something? Well, I mean, this is Eliza speaking. I don't know if it's all 100% morals. I mean, I think that, no? particularly in the Black community, like a lot of growing up around the church or with some sort of basis of religion, we have our elders, we have people telling us things. And I guess, you know, you could look at media and things and say we're sexualized and, you know, this is kind of pushed on us. But I also think it's about the phase that someone is in their life. And that's why I feel like social media comes into play because I think people sell themselves to be something that they're not. Now, I was in a four-year relationship. After that relationship, I was, and I am like a serial monogamist. I am constantly in relationships. I feel like it's one relationship after another. And for a minute, I decided to take a break. And though I wasn't sleeping with a lot of people, I was dating around and I was doing me. And that's where I was in my point of my life you know what I'm saying I don't I don't think it has everything to do with morals I think that there is something that does not feel good about hooking up with someone that you don't know and you know don't care about you and you don't care about them like it's not a good feeling but at the same time I think that some people are either numb to the feeling there's a Mm -hmm. lot of drugs and alcohol and play there's the whole entire culture of feeling like you have to keep up with the Joneses, where I think that morally people know 
when something feels good or doesn't, and people do it anyway. Like people, I think like people will say the whole thing or whatever it is because it's a real thing. Sometimes you have to go out and explore and able to find what it is that you actually want, to find what it is that actually <laughs> to find. Like we have the freedom now to say, I like this sexually, I don't like this sexually. And how would you know that if you had an experience? So you kind of say that you were dating around and then you came back to a monogamous relationship or changed your dating habit? No, I was in monogamous relationships ever since I started dating. And, mm. and I had a point in time where I was just like, I don't want a monogamous relationship. I don't want the pressures of having to, you know, I'm just, and it maybe it's selfish, but I'm concerned with me right now. And either you bring something to the table that pleases me, whether it's emotionally or physically, or you don't. And right yeah, now, absolutely. it's on me. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think it's about, it's not about morals to me. It's, I mean, I definitely was not out here, you know, <laughs> like, you know, I think there's, there's levels to it. You know what I'm saying? But I think that there's also, it's like, you know, what, when people look and you're looking to, and you decide that you really want to find that soulmate or something, and you may have had experiences in the past to learn from or whatnot, how are you going to find that person if you don't date around? How are you going to know what works for you, what pleases you, what does not please you if you don't date around? This is not an arranged marriage situation. I'm not, I'm not forced. But there's a difference like, between you know, dating around, there's a difference between dating around and like, Serially, just being all over the place and being like promiscuous, as we're talking about. Like, there is a difference between dating around and dating people, and you know, here and there, whatever, versus just body after body, week after week. <laughs> <laughs> but do you think people are really doing that, body after body? Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. How many people are getting bodies a day? Yeah, so like, really people are out here. Who said? Do you really oh, think that? Somebody tell like. I don't I don't know about that because again I feel like I've had a situation where I hooked up with someone who I didn't give a shit about and I was just like it wasn't a good feeling I'm not doing it again so I who said they couldn't believe that about body after body body after day Eliza Eliza the one who said that <laughs> I went out and let her know how men move feel good um, to, to hook up with someone who I didn't know or didn't whatever like I'm saying it's not let me tell you, like, honey. and that's what made like I can't imagine that people are sitting in that and then deciding to continue they to do, do over and over <laughs> again literally common sense ain't that common I don't know if Say that again. Saying something. It's all good. Um, but yeah, uh, all I gotta say on that note is that men um have a have always had a sexual appetite. Um at one point, I think it was Gabriel making a point about um uh promiscuity has always gone on. Yeah, but it was controlled by men and we were okay with it. Now, uh, I think that the playing field is very different. If nothing else, women are dominating sexuality in America right now. Um, and that's okay. I don't agree with that. Uh, no? No. Let's I talk don't... about it. And you know what? As I a gay man, think... I have no comment. I still think men dominate that area, but I also think there are a lot of disruptors. And, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of stuff is coming to light. Men 
some men, not all men, have some very questionable behavior when it comes to that. And we're, we've been seeing it to what time after time endlessly with, you know, even prominent figures, regular people don't get reported on, but we're seeing a lot of prominent figures being charged and accused and, you know, the me too. And there's just a lot going on. So I still think it's, it, it's still like a male power mm-hmm. thing and it's still male dominated I just think I get a lot of disruptors saying. out there and a lot of people on. You might be looking at Instagram and look at, you know, this. But it sounds like you're putting sexual aggression or like, uh, bi- like which I understand. Uh, I get what I'm, you're saying. Sexual domination. Generally, sexual aggression yeah, is yeah. born from promiscuity. Can I, can I add something to that? And, and some to that. Can I add, yeah, can I add that. something to that? Sure. Because I agree. And I totally agree. And there's both sides. So there's the the side that feels good when you're doing it. And there's the side when you're done or you're driving home or you missed a call, important call or something. And you're like, what am I doing with my life? Wow. And because you're busy hooking up. And for some reason, you keep doing it again and again and again, whether or not it, it makes you feel bad or not. And it can lead people to do fucked up things. And Obviously, there's always going to be, like, people are going to always be promiscuous. There's lots of consequences. But, like, there is a lot of consequences that comes to promiscuity. Because also men a make lot assumptions of about women. And the type of people, the, and, it, and, it, and it sounds crazy because we're all promiscuous to a sure. degree. But sure. the type of people who are hyper promiscuous, you'll usually find those type of people always have some problems that come along with it. And it can be physical in terms of like an STD or like some other type of God forbid, any other type of issue like that. And it can also be emotional and financial and it's just so many things. And it's usually the people that are always sleeping around and doing whatever that always come with those types of problems. I agree. Just free, man. I agree with that. Because look at porn stars. Look at what they call the thought culture. All these video vixens and all these other people. Like they come, you see them on TV on Love and Hip Hop or whatever. And they have really emotional problems. They have drama. Yeah. What does FOP stand for? FAP? Thought? Uh, that hoe over there. No, no, no. FAP. Oh. I don't know. Uh, no, Never no heard Oh, I know what a Wait, FOP. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I know what a FOP is to get into your apartment. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it is, you know, it's levels to it. So I agree. I guess that. Um, until we get to a point that promiscuity is defined as something on the right or the left side or good is bad, good or bad, um, we'll only be able to interpret it. I I think inherently, I don't think that promiscuity is always a bad thing, but I think if your moral gauge is towards marriage or um, purity, it always will be a bad thing. And I think the Bible kind of depicts all sexuality is promiscuous. I have a question for you. Yeah. So for those who don't subscribe to the Bible and Christianity, because I'm sure your audience is, is quite vast, right? It's not yeah. just one type of people listening. Right. That statement would kind of seem a little bit self-righteous. So... Mm. This people who are promiscuous, are you saying they're not deserving of marriage or that they're not pure? No, 
No, because I'm saying that marriage day, is promiscuity. It, it, it's a label, right? And it comes with some weight to it because of mm. historically how it's been applied, mm-hmm. right? But at the end of the day, as I mentioned before, this is something that's always existed. I really do feel like it's a part of human nature to an extent, you know, like there's definitely varying degrees. But you might be articulating but my point for me better. There, like, yeah. Well, hold up. Mm-hmm. There's varying degrees to it. Right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, because someone's permissive, like I, uh, there's obvious consequences that can um, mm-hmm. realize out of that type of a lifestyle. But then oftentimes, hell, th- nothing happens if you're if you're responsible and if you take care of yourself. And oftentimes people will be on the sidelines hating like, oh, that hoe, look at that man she got or look at this life that she got now. And she used to do this and she used to do that. And it's thrown around in that way. Yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, like that doesn't make a person less pure or a person observing okay. of marriage. And I don't think it really... Yes affects their moral compass to an extent either again unless they're towards the the upper end of that spectrum you can make an argument for that potentially Mm -hmm. like obviously you don't want to be harming other people and you don't want to be doing xyz and abc to harm yourself but if you're if you're responsible and like that doesn't make sense to me that they wouldn't be have that moral compass or be deserving of marriage or be so I mean, that's certainly how I feel, um, you know, because I'm, like you say, self-righteous. I'm not God. Um, so, like, that's definitely how I feel. I'm just saying that religion is the rules of how one conducts themselves. I mean, there's no wiggle room. It's, um, you know, like, I, I, you know what I mean? Um, so, certainly, yeah, my intuition is aligned with yours. Okay. I was just saying, you know, just for the 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 listeners who may not pres- prescribe sure. to that um, belief system, like we have to be careful, right? We have our own faith, we have our own beliefs, we have sure. our own moral, like you know, benchmarks or whatever, right? But when we're talking about like kind of a universal topic, we have to be very open minded when labeling people as not pure or labeling people as not worthy of marriage just because they were promiscuous. You know what I mean? I don't know the details underneath all of that. Like, it's just a label that other humans have assigned to other humans. Well, I think that's where it speaks to, like, the self-love. I think that when I was like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and date people, like, it was my self-love. It was like, what the shit? I cannot. And each person has their own scale within them that decides what that is. Well, I do feel like there's a certain level of like... Can I ask a question? Respect for self. Let me ask a question because let me just to bring it back to the promiscuous part Mm -hmm. and I agree with what everybody is saying. And Eliza, I know she said she didn't want to tell her business but I'm just going to go ahead and tell mine. (laughs) I don't know how many people I've hooked up with. I don't. <clears throat> I and it and it's not that it's so many that I couldn't count. I'm not keeping count. That's not my priority. My priority is me and making sure that I'm happy and doing what I'm doing and I'm responsible for what I do. And I have not kept count. And so my question is to everybody, do you keep count? Do you not keep count? 
If you don't keep count, again, it's not because you have so many you can't keep count. It's just that, you know what, as a respectable person for me, I don't feel the need to keep count. I would love to. I throw it out there. I'll tell you, I don't count. I stopped counting. There was a point when I did count because I was probably going after bodies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think like 22 uh, is when I stopped counting. Uh, And it's so interesting that you, you know, you just say, you know, I'm not trying to count. Um, I think that's maybe the transition that a lot of men make um, where you just slow down and you have relationships and it's not the same lifestyle because I think we've established promiscuity runs with promiscuity, right? Like uh, circles kind of make it like that. It's it's um, less often that it, it's new people are introduced to it. Yeah, right. I'm gonna agree. I stopped counting, but the reason I stopped counting was I saw this post on Instagram. It was this girl, and she was saying how a man asked her how many people she had been with, and he kind of like discriminated against her, and she was like. Either you want me or you don't. Mm-hmm. You want this, look, either you want this count, you want to be a part of this count or not. <laughs> like, yeah. At the end of the day, either it matters or it does Like, it, it shouldn't matter because apparently what I learned up to this point attracted you. Mm-hmm. And it's something you want to add to me or you trying to get from me. So either you want to be in or you out. And she said, if you don't want to be in, I can guarantee it's something that ain't worried about him. They just trying to be with me. So that's I stopped counting last year. Love Good it. for you. Yeah, and people could lie. I don't even believe like yeah. you That's somebody, why I don't pay attention to nobody's numbers. People just gonna say whatever they think is gonna please yeah. you. Why would you ask somebody their number? There's no need. Right. At the end of the day, if you're right. with them and you wanna be with them, that's it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, you don't need to ask them how many people they've been with. That's just ridiculous. Right. I agree. I agree with y'all. I also stopped counting actually a few years ago. Um, I, I remember the years. amount of years that I stopped counting because I stopped counting that shit too. <laughs> so I don't know. I really don't think it matters. You're only promiscuous if you feel like that about yourself. Right. I right. Think, Thank you. I think if you're happy, you're taking care of your business and yourself, it doesn't matter who's really in or out of your business. You know what I mean? Oh. Listen, it's your That's body. So interesting. Your That's body. so interesting when you quantify it with a number. But would you, would you would look at someone differently if we had our numbers readily available, if it was on us like a VIN or an odometer, right? Would you think so? That's human nature. I agree, with, I nature agree with you like on that. Overthink these no, things. I agree with you on... The fact that if you if you feel like you have a number, people will always want to throw out their number. Your number means yeah. nothing. The or only person who care about numbers are the people who have like less than five. Because they brag about the shit. And want somebody. I feel like if you ask me about my number, that means to me that you're looking for reasons to judge me. You're looking for things yeah. to put against me. You're looking for strikes. You're checking some some list right. that you have. I find it offensive. Numbers mean not nothing. Exist. Should not exist. You could step with one person. It's unique for women. But I feel like that should not be if someone's numbers, sexual count numbers, is a part of your list that you want, then you're but that's so unfair. Why is it so um it it seems like to a higher degree the offense is is for women. 
to be identified? Is it slut shaming? I don't know what it is, but it's, it seems punitive. And when it comes to men, um, I don't know. It's just, it, it's, it's not the same. Uh, and I just don't understand where that mental differentiation comes from. Does anybody else I think between like, men and men, it may be that way. But I really do think, like, for women, at least for me, like, if you, some people volunteer that information. And I'm just like, ugh, why would you tell me that? Right? And if you ask me, I'm going to be offended. I'm going to be like, mind your business. Mind your business. But. I think that's the crux of it. That's what I say. I I always say, mind your business. And I kind of, like, that's kind of red flag to me. I I stop talking to somebody after Mm -hmm. they ask me that question. But my point is. (laughs) I think some women do look down on some. I, th- I think that's a misconception. I think if some some men who disclose that, some women are like, "Ew." I don't. Okay, so I, saying, can I? Can I? Uh, women are looking down on men. Is what you're saying, right? Because that's that that sexualization I was talking about. Women are in control uh, instead of slut shaming. It's ex- your penis shaming, and that's fine. I was I was just gonna say even in a promiscuous situation because let's be honest it's not like you just show up and don't say shit like you might talk to the person Mm -hmm. drink with them whatever the minute you mention your ex to me or anything in the past to me it's a problem Mm -hmm. I don't want to know how many people you've been with I don't want to know about your ex I don't want to know about the things you went through and I I don't care about that and so I I don't You're, you're the best new one right because you get your the mind off of the I old. I don't want to hear about your ex and you and all that. So that me, it's like, well, to me, it's also weird. I don't want to know like, that. Are, if, if it's nothing for guys to hook up all the time, who the hell are they hooking up with? Are they sleeping with the same 10 hoes from the neighborhood or whatever? Like, who do they, it seems like it. Do you think that men are having sex like and women are not? Who are they? How does that it's add not up? not like that. I just feel like it doesn't, it doesn't. Sorry, I'm just interjecting one more time really quickly for two seconds. In the gay community, it might seem like guys are just hooking up left and right willy-nilly, da-da-da-da. And there are a few people that are doing that. But for the most part, it's not like that. It is not. Most men are very emotional creatures and we are... And people are... It's just like dating a woman. Like, people are... Can I say something? They talk to... They didn't stop talking to them, but they still be talking to them. All that other stuff still happens. But I mean, I'm saying, like, for men to hold women's count against them and realize that their count is high, who, how, how can all these men have these high counts? A real man is not hard a woman's count. You just heard the gay homie, right? He just said that the highest count is in his community, and they're quick to defend. Uh, we destroy women by their count. And then I'm just I'm describing a cycle yeah. though, right? Yeah. Uh, by these numbers. <laughs> um being victimized by numbers. So it's a real thing. Um there's is it discrimination though? It is. Women should not be held accountable for their accounts because guess what? Most mm. men are sleeping with multiple people. Most men do not know how much people they've slept with. And honestly, women are sexual creatures as well and they deserve respect and they deserve to be able to do what they want to do. They're grown women. So I'll say this. I think it is it's like this whole 
Page Noir, where they're like, women are supposed to be ladies. Like, it's really like gender normative because you can have the biggest house and no one knows that they slept around and the guy will be like, whatever. Now, if you got someone who your homeboys can call out have been out and sleeping around and all this other stuff, then it's a problem. But otherwise, you really wouldn't know. I think it's about what's open to the public and how the woman is perceived. Because you'll never know who a woman has slept with or not slept with unless she shares it with you or unless her business is out there and she's really out there and people, the men, are talking about it amongst themselves. I feel like it's not necessarily about the count. It's about how many of my guys can say that they've had this or do my people perceive you as a hoe or not. It's about perception. Because honestly, you could be a girl. I know plenty of good girls, church girls, who be getting it. <laughs> Wait. Yeah, for That's sure. It's just a it's a new day and age and it's I think number really is just so interesting. Uh there's new ways and people that are protected. I don't think thirty or fifty years ago defense would be the same, which is a good thing because that shows we've, you know, been incredibly progressive. We humanize everyone, right? Technology has progressed our dating culture in a way that is unprecedented. We are Mm. dating in a different way. The pandemic has affected us. People aren't dating. People aren't going to club and meeting people. People are meeting people online. And guess what? You go from online to in the (laughs) Who's in a relationship? Uh, on this uh, right now. No, I just I just got out of a relationship. So we're 0 for 5. It's all good. It's all good. But, um, you know, I, I think that we can label it whatever you want to label it. It's just a matter of safe and making um, healthy decisions. Yeah. So I'm just encouraged that everybody is, you know, really understanding and has enough perspective to realize that we do affect each other. Uh, I think coronavirus should be a good um, example of that. I know that the future holds uh, so many great things for all life. Um, I don't know if we've necessarily established that promiscuity is going to go away. Uh, nor if, if we've established that it's something that has always been a part of our culture. But uh, it seems that at least now we can identify uh, where, you know, the consequences of uh, promiscuity. Um, Tracy, do you think there's uh, anything that we need to, uh, that we might have missed on this topic or anything else we can discuss on it? Uh, I just want everybody to be happy with themselves and, you know, understand what they're doing. If you're promiscuous, what's your underlying reason for sleeping with seven people in a day? You know what I'm saying? Know what you're doing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. yeah. <laughs> OMG, that's a lot. I, I know, but it's girls out here getting it. It's people out here getting it. <laughs> can, I, can I ask one question? Go ahead. Just as a follow-up to this conversation, because right now we are 0 and 5. And what I want to ask is whether you've been in a relationship recently, whether you got out recently, or whether you've been single for a while, are you looking for a relationship? And do you 
do you believe in love and are you looking for love and is that something that is on your list for 2021 um personally i am i'm a lover i love people and i want people to be happy um i just got a relationship in 2020 that was super toxic and i'm thankful i was released um but yeah i'm i'm open to it if i find somebody that's willing to actually date and not just be trying to sleep with me i'm i'm down that's my people downfall and i and i'm i'm not trying to get nothing from nobody if I say we can go eat, I can pay for what I'm asking for. So to feel like you're getting God or something like that, it's, you know, it's a state of mind. You're looking for someone who is looking for you. Exactly. I, I love that. Exactly. I don't know. I think I used to believe in love and now I just kind of, you know, try to try to be as loving as I can to everybody and just hope everything works out. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm blessed, so I'm thankful and I'm grateful for a lot. So that's how I'm. Living. Can I say something, y'all, before we end? Um, Eartha Kitt, she made this most beautiful statement, and it was in an interview. I can't remember, but it was years ago. And she said, "Why should I compromise? I want to find somebody that's going to be in love with me and willing to share me with them." So, though, exactly. And so what that meant to me was I need somebody that's down to love every part of me more than I love myself and willing to love me and myself enough to share that they're willing to do the things necessary in life to be a part of my life and not just be selfish. And I want to do the same for somebody else. Because if I held accountable all my exes, I probably would be the biggest you-know-what out here in these streets. <laughs> but mm -hmm. I... I've taken an account to love myself and know that I have done nothing wrong. And either you down or you not. Because I don't I done roll for people that shouldn't even have got no drop off at the bus stop. Like, you know. So it's I think it's all about how you feel about yourself. I That's, agree. Yeah. I think it's self-respect and self-love. And I think that I do believe in love. And I think that on the terms of like uh, you know, dating a bunch of people. At this point, I'm over that, and I'm like, I am ready to find love again. And I realize that talking to a bunch of people is a determinant to finding love. Like, you can't spread. Your, you can only spread yourself so thin. Exactly. So it's like, if you truly want to find love, then you need to actually focus on that person that you may think may be the one. And if it doesn't work out, then you focus on someone else. You know what I mean? I just feel like while focusing on yourself first. But I think that that's why people can't find love because they're they're spreading themselves too thin. And I will say this one other thing. Talking through this together makes me realize that promiscuity, being out there, isn't necessarily, and you guys can let me know if I'm wrong, maybe isn't what people actually want. Mm -hmm. Maybe mm. they're just doing it for another reason. Maybe there's some underlying insecurity. Absolutely. But exactly. being out there is not, it's not what you truly want. But you do it for some reason. But it's not what you truly want. 
That's a great point. Uh, I absolutely uh, agree with that. I think that we went through this whole thing and we didn't give definitions of what we think promiscuity, promiscuity is for us because I think it varies from person to person. Um, what they're willing to accept is, you know, oh, I'm not promiscuous, even though they may have hooked up with two people in a month versus someone who has someone every weekend will be like, I'm not promiscuous. You know, I mean, I think that would be a hard stretch, but, you know. <laughs> I think that it really just depends on the person and and, and like like you said you're, I guess to a certain extent your moral high ground and what how you've been raised and the nurture because our nature is that if you you know you'll get horny or you'll get turned on by who knows what you know right. whenever but what is the what is to you too much to be honest with you uh, there were two definitions that I had to choose from uh, for promiscuous, and I felt like the conversation I was going to have was going to be a little different. But listen to the two definitions that I had to choose from. Having or categorized by many transient sexual relationships or demonstrating or implying an undiscriminating or unselective approach, indiscriminate or casual. So really... I couldn't decide if it was like about being casual or the number. So I kind of made it on, I think, more of that moralistic, uh, um, uh, coded, you know, uh, um, incentivized, uh, relationship based uh, approach that's suggested through the culture that, you know, you just find one person. But we don't like anybody that much, is, is what we've learned. We have dating apps. With social media, people are so disposable. And luckily, we are not just exposed to a handful of people. There's lots of people in our circles. So the human relationship experience, I think, is transformed by that. I think everybody, uh, all five of us, we're five for five for that. We've mentioned uh, something that has, you know, uh, incentivized the dating uh, experience. Let's talk about the definitions because I do see both definitions as being applicable and the casual part, particularly because it's not about how many people you hook up with. There's people who may only hook up with one or two people a year, but if their lifestyle is just to hook up and just be casual, then that still makes them promiscuous, even if they haven't slept with a different person every week and so if you're not looking for a relationship you're not looking for a relationship if you're not looking for a connection you're not looking for a meaningful connection exactly so you can only see promiscuous yeah but if you're just hooking Mm -hmm. up with them you're promiscuous i believe that I just, I, I think it was a really interesting uh, topic because our culture is one based in, in all of those things. So I appreciate y'all all having awesome perspective. Um, I told you, I've, I've, I've had a lot of experiences lately where, um, you know, my perspective is awakened and I can see things a little differently because I'm a relationship-based person and um, I certainly don't like uh, dating. Uh, so I see how much incentive everyone has to date because that's the situation everybody wants to be in. But 
I'll say on that note, there is a lot of Black love pages and encouragement going around that I think mm -hmm. that this whole hookup culture and things may be um, turning. They may be what? They may be turning. I think that we're at a turning point where people mm -hmm. are talking about it more, bringing it up more, more respect for self, more uh, personal achievements. And uh, as Tracy was saying, more of just like respect for self and just are they worthy of me? Why is it that this person deserves my body? Why is it that I should be giving all of someone who is undeserving? And I think that those type of lessons and encouragement is spreading around via social media. We can't, I can only speak for the Black community, but I feel like every day I'm seeing something on Instagram or Facebook about Black love, about Black marriage, about power couples and that such that I think people are starting to seek that out. Absolutely. Maybe things are turning. Um, is anybody familiar with the app BLK? Yeah. 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 I think that's um I think that's definitely evidence of um you know everything that we talk about and the hyper availability of our relationships. Um so maybe this app will be converted into what uh she was talking about or that celebratory page uh when couples get together, but we're definitely represented. So that's a positive complexion right mm -hmm. anybody got any social medias that they want to um, share uh, before we sign off anybody working on any um, projects right now I don't have any projects but you can follow me at at the guy at t-h-e-g-u-e-y-e um, you know, show love. Follow that dude. You can follow me at Anne of Green Gables. So that's the at sign A N N E O F G R E N G A B B L E S. Um, Currently working on a CBD skincare line, as well as my own podcast, which I wrote a haiku every day for a year. Oh, wow. And um, gonna do a two to three minute podcast per day where I kind of share my haiku for the day and then also share a little bit of wisdom and. I have a social media account associated with um, the skincare business and as well as, well as the, the haiku stuff and, and just basic beauty tips from around the world. So um, if you follow me on my regular account, I can share the, the other with you. That is uh, too dope. Um, I love haikus. Um, and if you follow me on social media, have you ever seen any of my horny haikus? I haven't. <laughs> I, I have I have some good work out there. Uh, maybe one day you'll come across it. Uh, but uh, definitely shout out to uh, 
to the uh, artistry and your uh, poetry. I, I definitely look forward to hearing some more of that. Yeah, for sure. I'll, I'll, I'll put you onto the page. Eliza? So I do not have my official social media going, but I do sell bundles if you're looking for hair extensions. They're curly, curly, kinky. Um, that's at Baobab Extensions on Instagram. Um, but you can also, I have I have talent acquisition and with everything with virus going, I'm working on building up um, kind of like a, a black empowerment for resume writing, interviewing, coaching, or just career development. So be on the lookout for that soon. Um, and I'll be sure to share once that's up and running with the team. Very nice. I appreciate y'all. Um, thank you so much for sharing your perspectives. Uh, I really hope that we get together again very soon. Um, Tracy, thank you so much. Um, you know, I always um, appreciate you. Your support is invaluable. So thank you for making time. I'm about to sign off. Um, you know, if you want to catch me on social media, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, SoundCloud, um, um, Chubby Idris Elba. Till the next episode.